Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I must offer myself to God. All of that comes with it. He doesn't just want your money. Why would he want your money? He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your time. He's outside of time. He doesn't need your gifting. But he wants you. Because when I say to God, I'm all in. It includes everything. Do you get it? You can't say, I'm all in and not give. We often talk about or sing about giving it all to God. If we're honest with ourselves, though, we many times add caveats to that commitment. We take back our time and especially our money and resources from the altar where we supposedly laid them out for service to God. Pastor Mark will be teaching about our need to remember that God doesn't need our resources. Remember, he owns everything. The use of our resources he's provided is for our benefit, growth, and maturity. We desperately need to remember that so that we can be useful to God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 8 with his continuing study, Free to Live as God Intended. What am I supposed to do? Is that part of me? Yes. So what does God want? Am I right? Yeah, because I don't own myself. God owns all of that. Now, is God happy with that? Yes. But he's not really happy with that. There's more. I know, Pastor Mark. I knew you'd get there. I told you we'd have fun. Is God happy with that? Yes. Is that it? No, that isn't it. Actually, the Bible says this. The first thing that you have to do is offer yourself. I must offer myself to God. All of that comes with it. He doesn't just want your money. Why would he want your money? He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your time. He's outside of time. He doesn't need your gifting. But he wants you. Because when I say to God, I'm all in. It includes everything. Do you get it? You can't say, I'm all in and not give. How could you say that? 
I'm all in, you guys. Whatever you want to do with me, I'm yours. That's the way it works. See, these things are automatic. It's a no-brainer. Because everything I have, including me, is a gift from God. Now, when you see all of that, thank you, Lord, (laughs) without tripping. Now, when you see that... That's my wife sewing. She sewed that bag up for me. I practiced at home. I did all kinds of stuff. Okay. Without my shoes, with my shoes, all of that. So here's what I want you to write down. First, give God every part of your life. God, my life is yours. I'm all in. You have every part of me. And that really means that I kind of have to say that every day. Because I want to do my own thing. You, you want to do your own thing. No, I'm not going to do that. So if I'm learned to be generous with everything that I am and have, these are gifts from God in the first place. How could I not be? It, it makes sense to offer our bodies, our money, our time, or possessions. God wants to use that, me, in that bag with everything I am, all my gifts, as an instrument to accomplish his purpose. And what is his purpose? To have as few people go to hell as possible. And most people go to heaven because heaven was designed for people. Hell was never designed for people. It was designed for Satan and the demons. But people go there because they refuse to put their faith and trust in God. Well, we got all that done. So here comes the difficult question. Well, Pastor Mark, how much should I give? of my time and talents, and of course, my money. How much should I give? Well, what is generous? I'm going to try to answer that for you, but I want you to write three things down so it'll make sense to you, and it'll be easy. It's not difficult. It's, it's very clear. Here we go. Number one, management of our financial resources, I'm talking basically financial now, involves three types of giving to God. Well, I still give my time, my talents, all those things. When I study every week, I'm giving my time. And you allow me to do that because you pay for me. I study and I give my time and my mind and all of that to God. So tithes, 10% of our income off the top. That's what tithe is. Now, let me just say this to you. There's two options I'm going to give you this morning. Some of you, when you hear the word tithe, you're very knowledgeable. That's Old Testament, Pastor Mark. I don't believe in it at all. No problem. No problem at all. I'm going to tell you what I believe, but no problem at all. I'm going to give you the second option. So there's two options when we come to finances. But look at the first one. 10% of our income off the top given to the local church. People don't understand that. Now, and I'll show you that in a moment when God gives us a principle. If you watch Chow Stanley or David Jeremiah or used to watch Adrian Rogers, any of those people, anybody that has a, a really good Christian church and is on, they're well-known all over the world and that kind of stuff. Here's what they'll tell you. We need your generous offerings. Look at the second one. Offerings, free will gifts as God directs, support missions, TV programs, other Christians, Christian products. We need your offerings, but make sure you give your tithes to your local church. But many people say this, well, I have a hurting person over here, so I'm going to give my offering to there, but it's really my tithes, so I'm not giving my tithes, I'm going to give it to them. No, that's not right. Because if tithes don't come here, there's no way for this church to function. There's no way to have an ministry. So, number one, 10% off the top. Now, remember, 10% off the top is proportional. 
if you make $100,000 or if you make $5,000, it's proportional. It's all on how much God has given to you. So it starts with tithes, then it goes to offering. That's you deciding, hello, Puerto Rico. Should I give some money or not? That's offerings. You pray about it, you put in what you want. There's, there's no designation. Alms. A missionary comes, and the people are starving, and we see him in town. Well, I want to give to the homeless. I want to give. What do you think one can, you can is? It's kids that don't have lunch and breakfast sometimes at our schools. And you guys are so generous. Yeah, that's alms. You're giving. You're bringing cans and stuff. You're being generous to them. And that's the three kinds. So ties starts from the top, right from the top. And then it goes to offerings, and then it goes to alms. Now, I'm going to teach you, as I said, what I believe, what most, I believe the majority of pastors in the world teach this. Uh, And of course, as you know, Adrian Rogers would teach this. Of course, uh, Charles Stanley teaches this. David Jeremiah teaches this. All those people, those names mean nothing. Dave, uh, Dave Ramsey teaches this, but I teach this personally. Now, I'm going to give you in a moment, like I said, another option. Other wonderful pastors that believe something different. And it's fine. You have two options. Now, here we go. By the way, both groups believe the same thing about this. That you are to give. You are to give generously. You are to give regularly. And you are to give joyfully. Now, tithing to me is simply God's way of getting us on the path of giving. Realistically, the 10% I'm giving back to God is his already. 100% of it came from him. So he gives me 90% to start to use appropriately. The purpose of tithing off the top is to put God first in our life. So I believe, and this is what Linda and I practice our whole life, it's a starting place that will help you learn to give to God. You don't have to kind of figure it out. It's just 10% off the top and I just give it because I want to give it to God. Now, by the way, giving is easy. Lots of ways to do it. You can put it in the offering. You can put an offering thing. If you want credit at the end of the year, we give you credit for that. All those kind of things. Most people today, actually about 50% of the people, they just give online. I do that from my banking account online. I just put every week, just give that percentage I just give it to God. I just give it to God. If I'm on vacation, it still comes. If the storm comes and I, you can't get to church, the church is closed, it still comes. It just comes. It's an automatic thing. Now, let me just say this, and I want you to understand my heart. A pastor should be a role model. I'm far from perfect. But Linda and I were raised by Christian parents. And many of you didn't have that privilege. And we learned to do two things. We learned to manage money from in our homes because both of our families were very poor. My dad was a pastor, but we were pretty poor. And we learned to manage. So as a young man, uh, if I, I went out at 9 or 10, and with, there was no power mowers. You mowed a lawn. You know what I mean? And if I got paid a buck, a dollar to mow the lawn, guess what I was taught? 10% goes in the offering on Sunday. That's why I learned. My wife learned exactly the same way. And we learned to simply be generous with God off the top. The second thing we learned was how to handle money. Let me give you a little clue. If you spend more than you make, you'll never be out of debt. Hello? Does that make sense to you? That's just a crazy kind of... And so we, we were raised that way. And so because of that, 
Well, Linda and I got married this November. Don't clap. Don't, I'm just trying to give you an illustration. 51 years in November. When we were married, we have never been, because I worked hard, she worked hard, and then we have never been in debt in our marriage in 51 years. We've always tithed. We started at 10%. Linda and I give way more than 10%. None of your business is not your business. I'm not trying to brag at all. We just give way more than 10%. And I can tell you this, God will never let you down. Ever. Ever. Now, we're not rich, but I have everything I need. When we started this church, I worked for three years with not a dime pay. Why? Because I could. And we used all that money that I would have gotten, which wasn't much. Because when all the pastors come to this church or any church, basically, I came way less than 50% what I used to make. And we do that because we just want to serve God. We just give to God. And I'm not a special person. I'm just a normal person. And I just want to say to you, you can never outgive God. Never. Because when you get to understand these principles, you'll go, what was wrong with me? And I want the best for you. And if you don't get the law of giving, you will never have God's best. It isn't his fault. Can I say this kindly? It's your unbelief. It's your refusal to be generous with God. It's a hard teaching for me. I don't like this, but I want the best for you. And you have to understand that. Now, God actually gives us a challenge. Look at Malachi 3.10. Bring all the tithes into where? What is the storehouse? Very easy. Look at it. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there'll be enough food in my temple. It was the church. So again, the tithes off the top always goes to the church so the church can function and do all the other things with offerings and alms. If you do so, says the Lord Almighty, I will open up the windows of heaven for you and I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have room enough to take it in. Try it. (laughs) Let me prove it to you. Wow. That is the only test that we see in the Bible about money from God. He said, if you'll be generous with me, 10% was Old Testament ties, but they paid more than that in other things. If you'll be generous with me, I'll open the windows of heaven. I'm God Almighty. I can do anything. And I'll give you a blessing that you will not believe. Now, it's not just in money. You know, the blessing of God is all over the place. Having health, being able. You know, when we, when we help other people, what a blessing. When I go to India, and I stay in sometimes a really difficult place, teaches in a really difficult place. But to do that, and I see those, I used to go often, 400 students, Bible college students, and know that in a few weeks, they're going to go out in the field where there's like nothing, what a blessing it is to me. I could care less about money. I never got a dime for that. Pay for our own trip. But see, God was generous. I got to use my gift to teach these students. It doesn't get any better than that. And it's the same for you. Here's the second option. You can either start with ties. Here's the second option. 
our lives have been transformed by God's power, superpower, the generosity of God. Now, if you come to New Testament believers, I personally believe that tithes start, I know that, I know this, tithes started before the law came. It's way back in the beginning. So I, I would never argue that it, I think it's a false argument to say that the tithe isn't in the New Testament. It started there. So, but let's just stop that. You don't believe in the 10%. What did, what did we learn for New Testament believers? How much should I give to God? <laughs> just say with me, all. What is all? 100%. See, realistically, a New Testament believer, if you said to them, the disciples, or well, you're supposed to give 10% to God. 10%? <laughs> I give everything to God. I'm not talking you give your whole paycheck. Don't get crazy. But you understand the difference? The New Testament person would say, only 10%? Everything I have is from God. I'm just going to be generous with God. So it's your option. You decide in your heart, Pastor Mark, I'm going to give $5 a week. Fine. Fine. If that's what God says in your heart and you're generous... Now, if you give 10, can I hear 20? <laughs> of course not. It has to be where? Right here. And if you can't be generous with God, who loses? You do. God doesn't lose. That's his law. You can't change it. He wants to be generous. He's been generous to all of us. So let me just say this. Life is a choice. You can trust God in his word. It's the only way to live. So you decide what you want to do. I'm going to give a challenge to you. Here's what I want you to do. Trust God and start giving something to God on a regular basis. You decide what that is. Start giving to God on a regular basis. Well, Pastor Mike, I only come here every three weeks. Well, do you get paid every three weeks? Well, if you do, fine. Or if you get paid once a month, fine. However you want to work it. But it's not about coming here. It's about giving to God off the top because you say, God, you're first in my life. You're first in my life. Remember, when I got in the bag, I included my wallet. I didn't leave it out. Well, Pastor Mike, I'd like to do it that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. You give them all or forget it. That's what we were commanded to do. So others of you, you just have to say, whatever it is, do it generously. Here, I can make a suggestion to you. I've seen this happen many times. If, you're, if you want a pattern, start with 5%. Just start with 5%. And give God 5%. Every, every week or every month, however you get paid, just give God 5%. And do it how? <laughs> Joyfully. 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 It's between you and... Nobody in this church... No pastor in this church knows who gives. I only request that if a person is going to be an elder or a pastor, I want to know that they give. Not how much, but they give. I don't have any idea at any campus, no pastor does, who gives here. Now, if you're sweating this morning, that's your problem. (laughs) Seriously, it's not our business. It's not our business. You know why? I, I was taught that by my dad, who was a pastor for more than 50 years. You know why my dad told me that? Because because the churches were smaller in those days. If you know that person gives, 
You're, you're kind, you're going to be kinder to them and you're going to look to them as the resource for the church. No, God is the resource for the church. Now, it doesn't mean you can't be a millionaire and give. Perfect. But see, my human nature would be, I don't want to offend that person. Because do you know what you find out? Sometimes the millionaires give almost nothing and the poor people give more than others. But I know none of it. But God does. And if you want to be blessed, I've taught you the truth this morning. Now, let me just share a couple of things with you. God has been speaking to me about urgency. When Jesus was a young boy, 12, he was taken to the temple by his mom and dad. And they left thinking he was with them, but he was in there talking with the Jewish rabbis. Look at this verse. When mom and dad came back, he said this. Why do you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? Look at, at the age of 12. He was focused on giving his life, his time, his resources, and gifts to God. He, at 12, he already knew that he wouldn't have a lot of years. Look at the next one, John 4, 34. Jesus one day went in and to a Samaritan woman who was, had been married five times and living with a guy, and he gave her the gospel. And look what he says. At the end of that, he had invested himself. She actually became a Christian. The whole town came out and became believers. He was passionate about using God's talents. And when the disciples came back, here's what Jesus said to them. My nourishment, my passion comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. And here's why I think there's an urgency. We have never lived in a time like this. Never. The things we see happening in our world tells me that time is short. Because there's coming a day when Jesus goes, that's it. And look what Jesus says. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. We don't have a lot of time. And we're not going to spend our time, guaranteed, fussing about tithing, giving, whatever. Put it all aside. Don't fuss about anything. Let's keep on mission. Let's still do what we're called to do. Be a church that's generous with God in our time, talents, abilities. And let's see, let's see our communities come to Christ. Be inviting people. Life is so short. And it goes like this. 58 people never imagined they would not be alive last Sunday gone. There's an urgency. Acknowledging that we don't own anything, even ourselves, causes quite a struggle for us. We want to serve God to the best of our ability, but we find God pushing us out of our comfort zone. Pastor Mark taught that this stretching is for our benefit and will grow us up in many aspects of our living. This in turn will ripple out from our lives to touch those around us. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. 
We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This wraps up Pastor Mark's teaching series, Free to Live as God Intended. It's been an enlightening set of messages with many points of interest and challenges plenty. We hope that these teachings have encouraged you to study your Bible with more intent as well as intensity and that you're seeking God to deepen your faith and reliance upon Him. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.